welcome to the Chiropractic Life Podcast, where I'm delighted to sit down and create a platform for our team members to share their role, where they are now, and their lessons along the way. My name is Dominic Fung, and I'll be your host for today. Hey guys, welcome back to a Chiropractic Life Table Talk Podcast. Uh, the day is finally here, guys. I am super, super, super excited. I know I'm excited every time, but I'm really excited. It only took us bloody two seasons for this bloody one kid to come on. But welcome <laughs> the CEO of Chiropractic Live, Dr. Adam McKenzie, mate. How are you? I'm going very, very well, my friend. We're just down here in Melbourne, um, about to do a student event for the RMIT students tonight. Um, Heidi's got everything organized for me. Um, I haven't quite finished my presentation yet. We always leave that to the last minute just so we can give ourselves a bit of nervous energy. <laughs> well, it's funny you say nervous energy, mate. Like, I, I think if we if we got you on front of a stage in front of bloody 50,000 people, you'd be thriving. But yeah. a podcast with your one and only probably best friend, Dom Fung, you, you, you crumble. <laughs> you, you're a bit nervous. Like, what, what's that all about, mate? I'm honestly really nervous. I I really don't like um, presenting on camera or yeah on audio that much. Um, I don't actually know why that is, and I've been trying to work out exactly what the cause <laughs> of that is. Um, but um, yeah, put me in front of a room full of people. It, yeah, I'm the life of the party. But yeah, um, on video or on audio, I I don't know quite what it is. I really don't like it. Yeah, right. Even with me, mate, even with me, he's nervous, guys. Just, just, just to put the views out there into a bit of perspective, uh, me and Adam, we've been working together four and a half years. Um, good mates. He's a good, it's a good friend of mine, really good boss, really good, you know, he's, it's, 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 you're one of those people, mate, and I, I speak to a lot of people within chiropractic life doing this podcast, and you're one of those people that they mention first, four and foremost first, so... Um, what I'm trying to allude to is, mate, you're going to have to be, be nervous about it. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this, and it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why I am nervous, but I definitely am, and I just need you to know that there's always inner stuff that you need to be working on, and I am no different than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well said. Well said, mate. Look, I, I wanted to dive into a few things. Obviously, we, we could do this podcast of bloody hours, obviously, but I want to dive into a few things, obviously interested in me, and obviously the people listening as well. And the first thing I want to obviously dive into is that you come from a pretty humble beginning, mate. Would, would that be sort of fair to say? Yeah, mate. Yep. Yeah. Um, what is a country town <laughs> footy player, supposedly good footy player, apparently, this is what I've been heard. I've never seen you play, but apparently a very good footy player, end up being uh, or one of or, or the biggest chiropractic company owners in, in Australia? Um. Yeah, honestly, man, it goes back to, you know, foundational roots and things that I learned very early on. So um, stories that were told to me. So my my grandmother is 87, 88 years of age at the present. She started a hairdressing apprenticeship when she was 13. She still cuts hair at 5 a.m. pretty much every morning today. <laughs> yeah. She has had the longest career of anybody I know. It's, it's actually been on the um, on the front page of the Herald Sun about how, how long her career has been. Um, she's an absolute legend and an inspiration. And um, she always goes a million miles a minute. Like, yeah, there's no stopping that lady. Um, as well as that, there's other stories from people within my family that, you know, they had real a, a real rough trot. And um, basically from there, they've worked their asses off to, you know, um, make a better lot for their family and make a better life for themselves. And um you know, to give you an example in my life, um, when I was three, um, mum and dad's house burned down. This is just when my brother was born. Um, wow. And um, this was after dad essentially um, left home at 14 with $7 in his pocket. He got brought up by the football club um, that I started playing football with when I when I grew up. Um, he was a very good footballer himself and um, he, he went away to play and he was, they wanted him to play for Norwood um, back in the day in the SANFL but he um, had to choose the apprenticeship that he got offered because he didn't have any money um, to, to follow his football career and dreams. And so it's always been a thing of mine to take every opportunity as it comes because, um, you know, people that have been before me and people that have provided me with these opportunities, um, they didn't always have these opportunities themselves. And so um, I always wanted to be the best version of myself. Um, in terms of myself getting to where I am today, um, 
honestly, I was a bit of a shit of a kid, to be fair. Um, and basically when I was in year eight and nine, I was getting in a lot of trouble at school. I was straight A plus student. Like there was no issues there, but I'd finish my work quite early in the class. And then my sheet would get handed around the class, but I'd be a you know terrible kid. I'd be throwing, you know, glue sticks at the fan or scissors at the board. Um, you know, all of the things that you shouldn't be doing. And mum was the teacher at the school. And so mum and dad basically pulled me out of school for a bunch of time say six months. And I did a bunch of hard labor. I did, I was a rouseabout. I was a plumber's laborer. I was a builder's laborer. I did all sorts of really shitty things. And mum and dad were trying to teach me lessons. They were trying to teach me that to use my brains and not my brawn is basically what they were telling me. And um, I still remember one day that this um, builder had me dig this trench. It was like 20 meters long, like six feet deep to lay this pipe. Right. And I got to lunch and I was really determined. Like I've always had this real determination to prove people that, you know, I can do it. And so they've all gone to lunch and it's most of the way through lunch. And I'm finishing this trench before, you know, lunch is over if nothing else has happened. So I finished this trench and I'm, I'm stoked. And so I go in with the boys. And I'm like, right, the, tre- the trench is done. When are we going to lay this pipe? And they're like, what pipe? We, we were just get, getting to dig, dig the trench for something to do. Um, <laughs> And I was, I was livid, hey. And so mm. anyway, I told the bosses drill and I pretended that I, yeah, um, you know, filled it in in, in the trench um, after the fact. And so yeah, when he asked where the drill was and I said, oh, well, have fun, have fun finding it in that trench that's 20 metres long and six feet deep. Um, I didn't actually put it in the trench, but um, yeah, that, that was the sort of thing. And so from that point, um, then they got me to do a bunch of work experience with professionals and it, I, it came to the point where I did... Um, work experience with, you know, accountants, lawyers, doctors, physios, yeah, the works. And then I went and um, did work experience with a good family friend of ours who was a chiropractor in Adelaide. And he was seeing a thousand people a week himself at the time. And um, he was also an Ironman at the time. And we would get up each morning and we'd run, you know, say 21 Ks and we'd ride, yeah, we'd swim a couple of Ks at lunch. And then at night we'd ride, you know, say a hundred Ks on the bike. And I thought that this was living because I was um, playing for Vic Country at the time um, yep. in the footy. I wanted to play AFL footy. And I was like, this is awesome. This guy had been a VFL footballer himself before he became a, um, a triathlete or an, an Ironman. And I, I just thought that this was the coolest thing ever. And what really struck me about his practice was that was people were coming through in their families and I'd never seen people so vibrant and so happy and a part of something as big as what, what he had there. Um, and that night he had me, uh, we, we drove home in his BMW and I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah. When I was about <laughs> here, he had this wicked nice house. Um, if I'm being honest and we, he got me to read that night, um, the bigness of the fellow within, he got me to read the story of that something. And then the big idea. Yeah. One after the other, which are both stories by BJ Palmer. And after I read those two things, it set my soul on fire and we haven't been able to put it out yeah, since. Like it, every man has, and woman has that something inside. You just have to find it. And it's your why. It's your, yeah, mm. your reason for being. And it's, yeah. And so for me, it's to try and make the world a better place. How, how, how important do you think, if, if I'm going to be really honest as well, like how important do you think it was to, we say you come from pretty humble beginnings, for example, right? But and the same with my sort of upbringing as well. Like how important is it to to sort of see people around you struggle, but also somehow make it work? And then yeah. I think as well, like you find things that you're passionate about and you love doing, and then, you know, you don't work a day in your life, but how important is that pre stuff going into something that you're passionate about? How important is it to see that in the flesh, do you think for you? I think it's massively important. Like another quick story I could tell is like my sister Sarah is five years younger than me and she has two diseases that essentially no one else in the world has. She has a skin disorder such as she has dry and cracked skin all over the hot areas of her body. It was all over her body when she was first born. And she has a blood disorder that essentially no one else in the world has. And um, I'm her perfect bone marrow match. Sarah spent essentially the first five years of her life in and out of the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne. Um, every two weeks to months to six weeks, she was having a life-saving blood transfusion because she didn't have enough platelets. And it's, I think it gives you perspective. I think it's like, hey, how lucky am I? You know, I think that there's a lot of um, a lot of entitlement these days. Yeah, like people think that they they owed something or they deserve something. But right. I think that the big thing is is that you need to be able to make it yourself. Like it's it's all about you and about what you can do to make the world a better place and to help others. Mm. Yeah, perspective. No, I, 
I think that's one of the, the best things. Like if people ask me who is, who is Adam McKenzie and what he's really taught you in your career or in your life, Dom, what, what I would say is, is definitely number one perspective and seeing a world in a different light, if that makes sense. Like it's really, it's really easy to be stuck and absorbed into a, in a way of looking at the world, uh, especially when you're in your down, your lowest point, especially when you're, you're upset or you're, you're emotional, for example. And the next thing I'd probably definitely say with that is, is, is actually there's three things. Sorry, I'm going to correct myself. There's three things that I say. The second thing is obviously um, gratitude. You know, gratitude is so important in, in terms of just seeing how lucky we are. Like every day should be a, a, a bloody gift, if that makes sense. Um, and then the third thing, which I think you 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 probably deny this, but being able to see the good in everyone. You know, I think that's something that you're very very. And I want to delve into that for example because. Part of having a, a, a company where we have, how many employees do we have, Adam? Including chiropractors, mate, how many do we have? Probably getting close to about 150 now. 150. You can't, you, you can't actually have 150 staff and being a startup maybe five, six years ago, for example, and not really try to see the, the beautifulness in people. Do, do you have to agree to that? Yeah, well, there's about 149 of the good people. And then there's this bloke called Dr. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> I, don't know what I thought that was a, was a deeper reason why you were nervous about coming on this call. Hey? It had to be a deeper reason. It's because you no, hate my guts. Uh, that's why. That's right. No, okay, it's coming back to point two, um, a very wise man and a dear friend of both of ours, um, Scott Walters, told me that being grateful yet never satisfied is the best place for growth. Being absolutely, you know, humbly grateful for everything in your life and yet never satisfied with where you're at. And there's always a way to grow. And it's not always in the same way. It's not always what you expected, but always doing good things and the right thing and trying to trying to give your gifts to the world. Yeah. Because your gifts are different than mine, Dom. And yeah, and everybody else who's listening to this call. Um, you have something amazing to give this world. And so you you shouldn't let your light shine bright. So it was a really amazing way to sort of look at it and say it, I reckon. And mate, let, let's, let, I know we got a little bit sidetracked about it, but I want to zoom back, mate. You obviously found that fire. How old were you when you sort of found that, where you, where you went and, and, and did a bit of observation with this Roxy chiropractor, went in his BMW, went in his house? How, how old were you then? 15. You were 15 years old. And 15 years old, mate, was a really hard age because obviously we're coming towards that back end of the year 11, year 12, where we're like, well, can we better decide what we want to be doing in our lives? Was it right there, right then, where you were like, yep, this is where, what I want to be? Uh, yes, to a point. So when I read the story of that something, and then after that, read the big idea, which is essentially about compound interest and the, the compound of effect on people's lives, right? If we, if we boil it down and that, you inside that that something is that internal drive to make the world a better place. Like you have the capacity in your own sphere to impact everything. It's the butterfly effect, right? Mm. I decided I wanted to be a chiropractor at that point in time. I wanted to play AFL football and I didn't quite get there. And we can tell funny stories about that too. <laughs> um, basically there's a lot of very good footballers that have won Brownlow medals and things that I was in the car with. And I was the dud in the car. Like there was literally four you know, amazing footballers and I, I'm the one who didn't make it. Um, but the, the big thing is in terms of choice, I, I, I believe that chiropractic found me. Mm. I don't think that I chose chiropractic. I think chiropractic found me and um, I, I'm ever grateful to be a chiropractor. It's, it's the most amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously going past 15 now, you're like, well, I'm going to have to study chiropractic, for example. Um, was there any doubt in your mind? Because, you know, obviously a lot of people going into to, to university being like, that's five years of my life, you know, and it almost feels scary. And, and now looking back, it was a blimp, if that makes sense. It went so quick and it was just, it was done before you know it. Um, you know, you were, you were from very rural Victoria as well, pretty much on the border, I would say. Was that, is that correct? Of Victoria and, and, and South Australia. Um, you know, did you, were you just like, yep, I'm going to pack my bags. I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So um, a little bit before that. So just after this experience, I ended up going to boarding school um, in Ballarat and I got um, a full scholarship for, um, for, for my football ability for the school fees. And then they made me sit the academic test and um, I got therefore a full boarding scholarship as well. Um, so yeah, it was wow. the full scholarship in the end. Um, I was very you know lucky to, to get that. Um, and that taught me a lot of things too, because before that I was kind of like a really big fish in a small pond. 
Um, and then like I went to this place and there were people that were amazing at everything. Like I, there was a chick that was in my class and she had 98 as an ATAR before she got into year 12 because she'd already got like 50 for four subjects. Like I'm just like, this is my head. Um, yeah. and, and it, it was being surrounded by amazing people. And like I loved boarding school. I became boarding house captain. Yeah, the second year I was there, um, played some amazing football. We won the Herald Shield. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, um, that was Ballarat and Clarendon College. Um, and, you know, uh, it really gave me a different, again, a different perspective um, on what was out there in the world. And it taught me to always keep my eyes open and look for, you know, different and bigger and better experiences. Um, mm. There's always someone out there that's um, able to teach you something and pretty much everyone can teach you something, but it's always surrounding yourself with people that are going to lift you up. Yeah. Yeah. I think from a young age as well, especially when you're trying to find who you are as a person at 15 and seeing people excel way past your scope, it really, it shows you what's possible, isn't it? Like this, yeah. this is, for example, I know this is one example you just told me, which is amazing to think that this person has got a 98 ATAR without even being in year 12. Like, yeah. like, like <laughs> it blew my mind. I'm just like, like what is this? Okay, number one, I didn't know that was fucking possible. Like, <laughs> like how, do you, how do you sit a test that wasn't in your year level? Anyways, but yeah, like I think, surely that would have taught you, like you were saying, like being around good people only will just lift you, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. And so, and so from that point when I didn't actually get drafted um, in those three years that I was playing TAC cup, I played some VFL footy, but um, I basically decided then to channel my energies into chiropractic and become the best chiropractor I could be in the shortest period of time possible. You know, as I went through uni, I observed 500 chiropractors because I wanted to be the best chiropractor I could be. I had these little books where I would write the things that I loved and the things that I didn't like. Um, yeah. Wow. It, it was a little bit of, like I'm a little bit obsessive compulsive. Yeah, probably a little bit autistic I've noticed, too. No, I've, I've noticed that at all, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and so, you know, just, just um, yeah, I've always had boundless energy. And so I always want to try and channel it into something that's going to, you know, be really positive. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, I mean, looking back as well, like you, you, you did things that no one ever did. And that was one of the best advice you gave me. Like if you want to actually make it in life or be successful, you want to be doing something that everyone isn't doing. For example, that's one of the best quotes you ever, one of the best advice you ever gave me, honestly. Yeah. Um, and this was really early on, even in uni. Um, yeah. You don't want to be following the sheep, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, they're on that way. You want to be going that way. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. What? yeah 100%. Yeah. No, no, that's, I just want to bring that up. And, I think as well, like uh, along the way, mate, I want, I want you to walk me through it as well. Along the way, like, have you ever reflected back on that, on that journey, like, you know, being in boarding school and, and being like, well, I can't get drafted, for example, or I, I don't really want to get drafted, for example, but now I'm channeling my energy into chiropractic and did all these crazy things. Do you ever look back and be like, is there something that I, I would have done differently? Just so then there's people in your shoes who are probably considering a career path that they want to actually outwork everyone and go through the same journey as you, for example. Yeah, I, I definitely have looked back and been like, you know, if I had done this, then maybe I would have gotten drafted, yeah, sort of thing. But I wouldn't change anything for the world. Like, I'm so lucky, yeah, mm. to be where I am, like, like, incredibly lucky to be in the position I am right now. And, you know, I, I genuinely think that luck comes from hard work and, you know, focusing your efforts and energy and making things better. I think you create your own luck. Um, yeah. And what would I do differently? I don't think I'd do anything differently. I think that, you know, moving forward from this point, yeah, I've got all of the opportunities and I am today, yeah, um, who I am because of the experiences that I've had and the combination of those things means that even if you stripped me of, you know, everything else that I have today, short of the knowledge that I've gained, um, you know, I'd come back bigger and better in, you know, X a period of time because, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that Dom would give me a job if, yeah, if I lost it all. <laughs> yeah, I'll think about it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I love that, mate. And look, we're, we're in a really good sort of um, narrative in terms of your timeline at the moment, you know. Um, day one, RMIT, mate, you know, how did it feel? You know, how did it feel? Like, I mean, 15 years old, you were exposed to something that really lit up your your world and really set your soul on fire. Like, how did it feel first day, RMIT? Didn't know many people. Yeah, the first time I rocked up to RMIT, I just played a game of a game of footy um, at um, – uh, Preston City Oval, and then we'd gone up to the RMIT Open Day, and I met uh, uh, old uh, Phil Eberl, and I actually just re reconnected with Phil just the other week, and um, he basically said you're in the right place. Um, Nick Gentile did did my um, 
my tour around the college and I was yeah. just like, this is this got to be it. And then um, I'll tell you a funny story. So on my first day and my first class, I turned up, I reckon, 20 minutes early because, like, you know, I wanted to be, you know, on <laughs> Right? Yeah. And you would not believe that Zach O'Brien was the other chiropractor that was there 20 minutes early for the class because I don't think that we were early for any other class for the whole rest of the time <laughs> that, we were, that we were at uni. But I was yeah. 20 minutes for that first class. That's what I remember. That's, that's amazing. And I think as, as well, like, uh, where, where was Stewie? Where was Stewie in all this, man? Like Aaron Stewart, who is one of the senior associates at Chiropractic Life, <laughs> also went to uni with Adam, Adam McKenzie. You didn't get mentioned at all. He didn't give a shit about you the first day, mate. Like, when did you meet no, that boy? No, no he, he um, we had a very early on. We had a poker night, and Stewie used to have hair. Would you believe <laughs> it? Um, <laughs> um, and um, Stewie was actually in the lead. Um, and as you probably know, Dom, I don't lose, so I ended up winning. <laughs> Poker for the night, and um, Stewie, I think Stewie came second that night. Um, but yeah, we've had a real, real good bond since very early on. Um, <laughs> Stewie's always fairly quiet and unassuming, yeah. um, but yeah, always a, an absolute cracking bloke um, mm. to have around. Did you um, going back to obviously day one, five years, mate? Like looking back, like it, it wasn't actually that long for you, was it? Like that, that long ago, you know? Like it really wasn't. Uh, about like, nine years, nine years ago. Now I finished. Years. Fifth, fifth year. Um, and so if you add another five, yeah, 14 years ago was when I started, you know, first when year. When started, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. And, you know, what a what a blessing it, it, it was for everyone that, that you've gone this far, if that makes sense. Amazing. And But five years though, like, were there, were there a lot of highs and a lot of lows? Like, was there, I think there's a difference between like wanting to do something and then being absorbed in the education system in, in terms of, of what you get taught and all that kind of stuff. It can, can kind of be underwhelming. You know, and that's not a bash on the, the university system or anything like that. But, you know, the first couple of years, you're learning a lot of stuff. You're like, well, this is going to, this is very dry. <laughs> but for you, did you, did you always see that bigger picture? Like what were the, what were the lows of, of university for your experience? Do you think? Yeah. I won't name names, but there was a specific <laughs> clinician that wouldn't sign my paperwork off because <laughs> they didn't like the way that I did things. And they didn't like the fact that I was definitely vitalistic and holistic, <laughs> you know, um, being a real chiropractor, basically. And I said, you need to sign this paperwork. Otherwise, I'm going to go get Sam Harmon to sign it. You're like, you're as mechanistic as I am vitalistic. I'm like over the fence, down through the creek, on the other side of the mountain, different than you. And all we have to agree on is that we, the most important thing is the best care of the, the of these people. And that I genuinely care if these people I've provided them great care. And whilst you might not agree with my philosophy, I've taken great care of these people. And I didn't yeah. get, I got in a little bit of trouble for that to be fair. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, the, the lows were always being challenged with a paradigm that I knew to be true. If that makes mm. sense. Um, it was, a, it was a real slog sometimes like doing pharmacology and thinking to myself, why are we doing this? Like I've read Pharmageddon, I've read Selling Sickness. Um, why are we why are we going down this this route when we know that body heals itself? Mm. Yeah, like why why are we doing this? And like in hindsight, you know, knowing that you know drugs have a half life and you know helping people to get off them. Um, you know, was was beneficial, but at the time I was like, "Why am I learning pharmacology when I'm going to be a chiropractor? Like, this doesn't, you know, it doesn't yeah. match." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and you know, obviously, we, we want to reverse that as well. Like, what were the highs? Like, you, you ever look back and you know, it's, you know, man, like you started 14 years ago. Like, you only graduated nine years ago. Like, look back, there must be some good times. It must simpler time, surely too. Much simpler yeah. time than what you're living right now. Um, I'll give you a couple of highs and this probably like leads into it. And I was only thinking about this the other day and it probably <laughs> gives, gives credence to where we're at right now. So one of the I'm highs excited. was, uh, I'm very excited for this actually. <laughs> I was one of the founders of the healthcare cup and I was so excited the other day when I saw the healthcare cup is still running. Like we, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's on, it's it on is. We, we scratched the healthcare cup and we kicked the shit out of the physios. Like, oh my, I we won by about 25 goals in that first that first thing we played in the healthcare cup and we raised a bunch of money for the Australian Spinal Research Foundation. And like, I'm really proud of that. Yeah. And then the other one was um, I ordered, I organized um, and I and haggled the shit out of an activator order for all of the students um, uh. back in the day. And um, <laughs> like always, always, you know, trying to. Adam organize. McKenzie, learn to leverage very young. 
Leverage. Had to leverage very young. Right. <laughs> actually, my mum pointed this out to me. It wasn't actually then. When I was, I reckon it was like seven or eight, instead of being a normal kid and getting like a, a you know a bike or something for your birthday, I got potty calves, like you know, little little baby calves, and I reared them. I got the milk and whatever oh, and grew, grew them out. Yeah, because I knew that they were going to make money, right? Like later on. And so, <laughs> but I also learned to share because when mum and dad sold them, I got three, right? They gave mm. yeah, they gave the proceeds of one to my brother, one to my sister, one to me, and I was livid. Like, you, you better Because yeah. I did all the work. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it happens, mate. That's, that's, that's the downside of leveraging because you're going to have to share, but towards the end, yeah. you have to share. That's one of the things. That's, that's a classic. That's that's a really good way to segment out of uni as well. Look, I, I, you know, we have this ongoing joke, especially with the senior associates, that Adam is just the king of leverage. He just knows how to leverage anything, yeah, <laughs> any way that somehow that has to benefit him. And which it's not a bad thing, obviously, but it's just funny to see like you've been doing this for a lot of your life, which is which is a, a, an amazing skill. Um, Mate, going out of uni, talk to me about your first job. Talk to me about your first associateship. Where was it? Were you excited? Like, was it was it where you wanted to be at the very start? Yeah. So um, I didn't actually have an associateship. Um, I, I went, when I graduated uni, we bought I bought two practices in the Riverland. <laughs> yeah. um, um, and so I, um, we're, we're, you and I are a bit sad about this. I took on my longest serving staff member at that time, Heather Heather Wright. And um, oh. Heather, I know Heather retired at June 30 this year and I'm devastated. Mate, I'm um, devastated. I know, Judy, if you're listening to this, this is all your fault. Um, yeah. Heather's daughter who now works for us as head of finance. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we, we love Heather, Dom and I. Um, yeah, she's been, we, we really do love Heather. She's, she's, she's my girl. Um, look, so... Yeah, we bought two practices um, straight out of uni, and then within about twelve months, we had opened a third, um, and we'd grown the practices to around that 500, 550 visits a week. Yeah, um, yeah across those locations, and then um, basically from there, I'd been playing footy in Darwin all the way through uni, and I decided that um, I was sick of being cold. And I want to go back to Darwin. So mm, um, mm. I left the Riverland and went back to Darwin. I learned a lot of really hard and harsh lessons in my lack of ability to manage things early on. I um, have, I don't know, I'm not, I'm, I, I used to have regrets about this, but I don't have regrets because I learned hard lessons that have made what we have right now possible from, from that experience. The, the, the point of um, regret was that I, probably didn't treat my first associateships that I left in the Riverland as well as I should have. And so if Jess and Dan are listening and Annika are listening, um, I've learned and grown and chiropractic life is so much better for the harsh lessons that I learned um, yeah, early on in, the, in that. Um, yeah. Let, let's explore that for a bit if that's okay. Like I think this is really good in terms of what is it about management do you think that you, that you, 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 you really are not good at, if that makes sense, especially at the start. Like what, what was the things where you were just like, this is just not what, like were you aware that you weren't good at it or was it down the track of the repercussions of your actions that, that taught you that lesson, do you think? Yeah, it was the repercu repercussions of actions. And so since that I've done a, like, I couldn't tell you how much I've spent on personal development, coaching, et cetera, yep. et cetera, at the time. Yep. Um, I... I know my, what we're going to call avatar type or who I am as a person better every day. Yeah. But I, I'm really solid in the fact that I know that I'm a visionary. I know that I'm um, someone who's really good at starting things, like really good at putting that initial energy and surge into things. Yeah. But I'm not really the person to carry, carry things completely yeah, the way through. And obviously I've had to be able to do that in certain things over time, but I'm not the person who likes to manage things. I'm not the person who likes to dot the I's and cross the T's. I'm the person yep. who loves to have the big idea, the big vision and drive yeah, yep. those things. Yep. And surrounding ourselves with an amazing team. Like I, I couldn't be, I'm so humbled. I, I actually cry sometimes thinking about the quality and level of people that are actually willing to work with me. Yeah, in in this company that we are growing together, because chiropractic life's not about me; it's about us and what we are able to achieve. And um, hopefully later on, we'll talk about 
like the Indigenous Health Project and what we're actually looking to achieve, yeah, in the long mm. term. Um, yeah. But it, it, it may, I feel so humbled by the people that invest their time, effort, and energy in helping me to make the world a better place. Yeah, and it comes it comes down to, to to really good hiring as well. You know, like like we're, we're along the journey. I, mean, I don't know. We're skipping the timeline a fair bit. Like fuck the timeline. I just want to talk about what we're talking about at the moment. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you know. Where where along the way were you just like, I, I need help. Like I, 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 I've recognized exactly what I'm not good at. I know what I'm really bloody good at, if that makes sense. And and we all see it. Don't get me wrong. Like it is completely transparent because what you do is a genuine skill and it's just taken years and years of hard work and sacrifice and compromises along the way. But where along the way were you just like, okay, we're, we're six practicing, we're seven practicing, we're eight practicing, we're 10 practicing. We're, I need some help. There was a couple of key points, right? So um, we had we had a, we had the practices in the Riverland, and then the practices in Darwin. And then at that point, I'm like, "Holy shit, I can't manage this!" <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I hired, decided to hire Loz. Um, so that's Lauren Ryan, and Loz was a ama- like Loz is amazing. She's an amazing individual, amazing human. She ha- also has a, an amazing business of a, her own now, Amari Property Styling. Um, and yeah, when Loz came on, we we had yeah just those six practices. We sold off three, and then we started to expand. That's when Dom and Matt Caratelli came on. Um, yeah, really early on, Stewie came up. Uh, Lockie was already in Palmy. Yeah, he's the yeah. longest serving place that we have. Thanks, Lockie, for putting up with my shit for so long. Um, look, you know, when I, when, I, when I hired Loz, I didn't feel like I could afford her, if that makes sense. Like, it, it was mm. a big, like, swallow to be like, holy shit, I'm going to hire this. I stole her from Toyota in Darwin. Like, she was a gangster already. Yeah. Um, that was point number one. Point number two is when we assumed Tony Rudd's practice up in Darwin and we stole Mim. Yeah, we basically bought Tony's practice to try and get Mim and Tina. Um, and so we got them across the line. Um, and then a lot, a lot of people have put up with a lot of shit over time. And then eventually we got to the point where it's like, if we're going to make this real big and like a proper, fully-fledged, proper company, we're going to have to hire some gangsters. And so when COVID came around, it got scary, yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I could see that what was going to have to happen is I was going to have to compromise on my values or I was going to have to part with money. And I don't like doing either of those things. Um, <laughs> so basically I decided that I was going to get the best people I could possibly be get to take care of my people. And so we hired Linda, Linda Smith and Adam Smith. And like, I, I couldn't tell you how amazing it is to have people that are of that level and that ill working in our company now as well. And like um, the drive that Mim has put in and what Mim and Steph Florence did before we had those guys was neck level. And and I, sh- I sh- definitely shouldn't miss out Melita. Like the work that those guys did before we actually had the team that we have now was nothing short of amazing because we scaled a lot um, mm-hmm. with a very skeleton staff. But looking at the company that we have now and the organizational structure with these amazing, amazing individuals with their unique skill sets that complement all of the places that we're at is fundamentally amazing. Um, I, I couldn't be I couldn't be prouder of what we're creating. I think corporate services is one of those things where I, I just really am like being part of chiropractic life. I'm very, very proud of being part of, if that makes sense. Like I'm a part of corporate service, but just thinking about the things that you put out was in terms of corporate services was really, really like, it was like, like if you didn't do it, it would have been detrimental. Like, I think you probably agree with that. Like I actually reckon, I, 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 I don't ever mean to like bash you down or anything like that, but that, that was the decision you made that was like literally one of the catalysts to make us where we are right now. And, you know, um, and it's funny cause like, you know, you've always been a little bit of a brat when, when, when we were like, you're not good with that Adam and you always brush it off. And it's, it's kind of nice to sort of see, you know, the, the Adam McKenzie being like, look, I'm not really good at the small details of things. So I'm going to get people that are good at it and get them to do their job and they're performed and they and they've gotten us where we are now. So that's, that is, um, it, was it hard? Like, do you think that was, cause like, it, it was, it was something that you were never comfortable with. If that makes sense. Like Lauren Ryan was worth every cent. <laughs> like she really was. <laughs> and, and so is every person that you've hired in, in corporate services. They're worth every fucking cent. Like, like, 
was it once you did it like was it was it a, a part of you was like okay well i probably should have done this ages ago or was it a bit of a hard lesson to have to be like okay okay i need to do this um ask me i've always tried to leverage things and i'm always trying to get as much as i can out of yeah like the sports <laughs> amount of input possible but over time i've started doing like different coaching things and like what I see now is my job is to build world-class teams. If I can build world-class teams, the team will do the job. Like the teams win championships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can, I can help to direct it. I can have the vision. I can know what I want us to achieve, but like having people like the, the new ones that we've got on board, like Dave Hendry, gangster, mm-hmm. Kylie, we've stolen Kylie from yeah my budget and from yeah Weight Watchers. Like she was the head of marketing over there. Like mm. we've got certified gangster people um, involved in our organization now um, that are just driving the standards that um, that we want to see in our company. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's funny. Like it's so funny to look at. Like I've I've obviously started very early on with you, Adam, and. Yeah. Um, I remember, I remember the office that we were having meetings and placement and shit. It was like your, your fucking dinner table. <laughs> like, it was literally your dinner table. And like, there was bloody kids play, like kids toys everywhere. There was like dirty plays. It was just, like having a meeting on the bloody dinner table. And, and looking at where we are now, where we have HR, a car HR, a CA HR, a head of marketing, people like Dave Henry who do, you know, who was a, a DC train, you know, like it's just a meme. We have Adam Smith who goes in and talks to the builders and all that kind of stuff. Like it must be such an amazing, like such a proud moment for you, mate, to be able to, to reflect on that. Yeah. And, and like, it actually makes me stupid excited about what comes next. Like <laughs> yeah. the amount of leverage that um, we've created with these amazing people um, is, is next level. And what it allows us to do is to, you, you know, like Dom's making Catherine great again. Um, yeah, Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> we want to make chiropractic what chiropractic is. Like chiropractic's amazing. Like um, if chiropractic wasn't as amazing, given how poor at business chiropractors are in general, we would have gone broke forever ago and the profession would have ceased to exist. But with people like we have in place, it's it's going to change the world. It's going to make it a, such a better place. Um, mm. And and it's very humbling to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I can say the same thing as well, just being part of that. It's nice as well. Like I say this in pretty much all my podcasts as well. Like it's, it's a really nice feeling. It's a special feeling as well, being part of something a lot larger than yourself, you know? And we have, we have, um, we have you and, 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 our, and everyone in our team to thank for that. If that makes sense. Like our team is pretty special. Like, the culture, the family aspects of it, the, the, the banter, you know, like people actually think I hate Adam Smith. I don't hate Adam Smith. I think he's awesome. Okay. But I do think Linda Smith is cooler. So like, I'll just put it out there. I just want to put it in their podcast. <laughs> but I don't think he likes you though. <laughs> that's okay. I don't <laughs> care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but like Adam, was this always your, your dream? Like, was it, was owning a fair bit of, 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 of practices, across Australia, something that you, you sort of fantasize about or thought about or, or, or even like dreamed about at, at a younger age or even during uni? Or did, was it something that you said that you did once, twice, three times over and said, okay, I can actually do this now and gain momentum from that? Yeah, it's, it was more of a gaining of momentum and a, and a gaining in belief in self. Like, um, honestly, there's, there's, I was talking again to Heidi about this on the way up here. Um, I was talking about like not wanting to do this podcast. I'm like, I just don't feel comfortable. Hey, um, yeah, yeah. I was talking to Dave Henry. I was talking to Dave on the call before the podcast now and talking like, I'm like, how do you do all those videos? Like, I just, I just don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, it's about always being continually self-improving in every aspect of your life and having dreams and goals and chasing those, chasing those things hard. Um, everybody has a dream. Everyone has things that they want to achieve. And I need you to know that like, um, whilst it might seem like I'm, you know, something special or different because I've got some 40 practices or whatever, I'm exactly the same as each and every one of you. Um, and it's just been a series of consistent actions over time that compounded yeah, to bring us to where we are today. Like if we use the example of one cent compounded, yeah, over 
over a year or 1% compounded over a year, it's 37.7 times compound growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you just 1%, yeah, 1% better every day, you'll be 37.7 times better in a year's time. Like that's insane. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people get stuck in their shit. I want to call mm-hmm. it. And they don't even, they don't, they don't face up to their shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so yeah, that that's what I would say. I did I, no, I didn't think I was gonna own 40 whatever practices. Um, and I didn't know that what, what, what we're going to talk about, you know, later, um, I didn't know that we were going there either, but you know, as I've gained confidence and certainty in my abilities to do things, I'm like, I'm only 32 years of age and look at what we've created now. What are we going to be in one, two, three, five, ten 10 years from now? Given, mm. give them a rat right now. Yeah. And, and look, like I find your story extremely inspirational. And I think a lot of people who either like, even my, my friends, <laughs> if that makes sense, like, like my friends who don't even know you or wouldn't know what chiropractic is, they're, they're very inspired. And I think I wanted to ask this question. I think, I think you're one of the best people to ask that is obviously in life, there, there, there is going to be a time where you have to take a risk and have to go all in, if that makes sense. Like, what do you sort of think about? What advice do you have those people who are resistant towards that, who are just like, I know that I need to do this to get to where I am, but I just don't have the courage or the, or the bravery to do that at the moment. Well, I would say to them this, go all in and if it doesn't work out, then you're going to be at the next point of learning because you either win or you learn, right? And so I've done a lot of learning. Like you better believe that, I, that I've, what most people would term lost, yeah? I've learned a lot over time. Mm. I've made a lot of mistakes. But in making mistakes, then you inevitably win, yeah, because yeah. if you if you choose to learn from it, if you choose to see it for what it is and 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 try and take things out of that. And so I remember reading a Richard Branson book, and Richard Branson said, um, I was never the smartest person in the room. and I was never, you know, um anything. I was just always doing more things than everyone else. And because I was doing so many things, I had to get some of them right. And so, you know, that probably sums up my life. Like I, I don't get everything right, and I've made a lot of mistakes. And over time I've learned. You know, I've got an MBA in life skills. Like I've, I've probably lost more money than most most people have made um, over time. But then in doing so, um, we've refined it and created it. And like I couldn't tell you how many books I've read. You know, you know if if, if you know what I mean. Like and and so yeah. it's about being as informed as possible, making the best possible decision, and trusting your heart and trusting your gut. Like listen to those things more than your brain because your brain's not as smart as your heart, and it's not as smart as your gut. Like listen to those those intuitions. Yep. Yep. Well, I think if anyone who's who's sort of looking into, you know, getting to that next step, taking a risk and doing all those things, like that that's probably that's that's a golden nugget for you right there, if that makes sense. Because you're definitely right. Like it's 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 you're so fortunate sometimes as well because you think something is scary, you think something's a risk, and it ends up being the one of the best things you do in life. You know, yeah. like it, it, what's, it's, what's the worst thing that could go wrong? You could move to Catherine or love. <laughs> well, that, that, that's that's my perfect example. Like, I think when I first started with, with placement with you, and I want I want to I know this is about you, but I want to reflect our journey together, you and me, because you know you, you've you've taught me so much and you've given me so many opportunities in life. And um, you know, when, when I was in placement, I was like, I've never been to Darwin before, and I was like, fuck, this is humid. Like, what is this? <laughs> and I, I remember I remember you were like, oh, we'll, we'll get, we might get you kind of man, which is far. We might get you to Catherine. We never never know. And I think in my head, like I think you, you sort of talked me out of, of thinking that it was a risk, and it was it wasn't a sacrifice. It was a really investment because it, it was to this day. I, I honestly believe this is it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made. You know, like the life you create and the life I created here, the practice I have um, is just just magical. And I think if I didn't just do it, um, and I never really think about the downside of it either. If that makes sense, like I never look back and be like, if I fucked up, oh my god, I would have been in, a, in, in, you know, I would have been dead. It's like no, I probably would have just gone home and lived off my mum, like every other fucking millennial. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so to me, it was like, you know, that that that's just do it, see how you go, and you learn so much from it. Hey, those mistakes you make, especially early on, like the only person that cares about those mistakes you made is your ego and your pride. That's it. That's literally yep. it. No one else gives a shit. Like even if you were going to tell your loved ones or people that you think care about you about all your losses and stuff, they don't give a shit. It's all in your head, literally. Yep. I just want to say sort of before we sort of look at the future and get into that, because I think that's a really interesting chat to have, if that makes sense, because you've got a lot of plans and you always do. 
and now you have a really good platform to be able to scale it as, as however you wanted to. And I want to, I want to tap into that for sure. But, you know, at this very moment, Adam, like, are, are you, you know, the last two years have been pretty tough with COVID. It's been really tough on everyone, you know, not just, um, you know, not just financially, emotionally, everything. It's, it's just been a bit of a strain on everyone in the world. Um, from this very point at the moment, what have you sort of learned from those last couple of years? Because it's something that we have, like not a lot of business owners have gone through before. Hey. Yeah. Um, what I've learned is resilience. Yeah. Um, it's basically that there's always a way forward and that, you know, um, putting things in place that made us have a really strong business beforehand were really important. And that, looking after your people is the number one thing that you can possibly do in business. Yeah. Making sure that you take care of the people first and then the people will take care of the people that they, yeah. they would be the number one lessons that I would say. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. And are, are you pretty like, you know, obviously everything's you know slowing down, everything's sort of getting back to reality. So we think <laughs> let's not get into that though. Um, are you pretty happy of how, how the company went in the last couple of years? Do you think? Well, honestly, I, I, we did amazingly well during COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, yeah. when other people have really struggled, we, we really stepped it up. Um, and I think it's because we already stood for something. Yeah. We already had those, you know, those flags in the ground in the community and the, when the community need us, needed us, we stood up um, is what I would say in terms of, you know, in our communities where we have our practices within the chiropractic community, you know, whether it's the Australian college of chiropractic, yeah. Which, you know, all of our chiropractors have contributed to, um, you know, helping that thing get off the ground. Um, again, going back to the values and why you do what you do, why you do what you do is more important than what you do or how you do it. And, mm. you know, um, you know, sticking to those values long-term is what's going to make the world a better place. Yeah. 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 And I guess where we are for now, right now, like, you know, where do you see us being this time next year? Like what, 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 what awesome. Cause I want to, I don't want to say five years cause I don't think I have four hours to spare right now. And I don't think a lot of lizards have that either. <laughs> we'll have to do a part six if we wanted to go down there. But in, in a year's time, mate, we're talking about 26th of August, 2023, mate. Like where, where do you sort of see us at the moment? What, what plans do you sort of have with this coming year? You know? Yeah. Um, so we we've had some amazing um experiences with these student dinners and speaking to some amazing young people that want what you know want what we're putting out um i see the company being at least double the size um yeah. Yeah, we have the plans and all the right people in place to make sure that that happens um and then we're going to be creating value in each one of the departments such that they will be able to um self-sustain themselves um, and yeah, um, I'm looking to get to the point where I feel comfortable being the CEO of, we'll call it seven concentric companies that act like a Taurus. If you don't know what a Taurus is, it's a self-perpetuating energy field that yeah comes through a certain point and the energy flows in and out. I urge you to look it up. Um, and I'd see myself continuing to yeah and people think i'm crazy but study astrology yeah and geometry and yeah all of the ancient knowledge that's hidden that most people don't see or understand um which is the actual fundamental basis of chiropractic as well um and if yeah. anyone wants to chat me about that I, I love talking about it i won't you know just hijack the podcast <laughs> right down. Um, uh, but yeah um yeah and i see myself trying to be an awesome dad yeah to my yeah. you know to my babies um yeah and and always trying to step up to the plate in that in that thing i've got a lot to learn and mm. um yeah just keep mm. keep 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 investing in people yeah keep investing yeah. in people and trying to make the world a better place and then making sure that we're helping them achieve their dreams and goals and success and by just by virtue of doing that we will achieve the success that we desire yeah, that. I think like one of the things I wanted to, to reflect on because I, I want this this sort of next you know a couple of questions to be a reflection sort of process if that makes sense for you. Um, along the way, mate, you, you probably would have copped a little bit of you know non-believers, haters, and and people who probably tell you that you're crazy and all that kind of stuff. Actually, people tell you you're crazy every day. Okay, that doesn't fucking change no matter who you are. But um, you know, like 
do you think it's a, tra- a personality trait or do you think it's a, it's a developed skill to sort of block out those noise and just be true to who you are, what your values are? Because to do what you're doing right now, I, I, I dare say that you'd have to be really intrinsically valid. Like your value, core values have to be really strong. Your foundations have to be pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, I do get called crazy a lot. Um, <laughs> Gee, I um, wonder why. <laughs> um. I think it's like, a. I think it was quoted about Einstein. Like there's a very fine line between brilliance and insanity. Um, and like sometimes, yeah, I feel like I'm insane. And then sometimes I feel like I'm doing some amazingly and brilliant things. Mm. Um, really, yes, sometimes those, you know, those voices get to you. But then if you do, it's a, I, I, it's a principle called gap and gap. So if you look at the gap and what you don't have and what's, you know, what the problems are, yeah, you can get stuck in there. But then if you look back and you reflect on everything you've achieved so far and how far you've come and yeah, and everything like that, it's like, what have we got to lose? Yeah. Like mm. we're, we're, we're literally, you know, on the precipice of doing something else. That's amazing. Let's, let's do it. And what's the worst thing that happened that happens? Well, we'll fail, but we'll learn and we'll learn mm. from that and then we'll do it better. And then we'll go again. And it's just about, you know, um, make sure you keep getting up. Yeah. If you get knocked down, get back up. If you get knocked down, get back up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and just keep, keep pushing forward. And I, I know maybe that's the, maybe that's the sporting background. Maybe it's, you know, the, the humble beginnings thing. Um, but there's, there's no limits to what you can achieve. Um, you just have to decide which direction you're going to go in. Yeah. And, you know, sad, sadly for me, you can't go in all the directions that, you know, all the right ideas that I have. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, you, you have to, you have to choose. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. if you do that, if you do that choosing and use the, you know, your true North as the values that you have, then everything will always work out wicked. Yeah. Wow. That's good. And like, like what is, like, have you have you thought of a sort of an end goal for, for for chiropractic life? Is there is there a place where you're just like, this is it, this is this is this is how I want it. This is this is it. Like, I know that's a very small minded question, um, but I just want to sort of see your your take on on where you are and, and sort of where you want to head. Um, they've said that the meaning of life is to plant trees with which shade you will never stand under, and so that's what I'd like to create. Um, with chiropractic life and the concentric companies that we create. So um, most people think that we're going to sell out to an IPO um, and make gangster money, which we could, we've already been offered, but like, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. What we're doing, what we're looking to do here is to fundamentally change the way that health is perceived Yeah, Um, out there in the world. And um, what I'd like to do is create a health investment company where there's a perpetual amount of capital and a perpetual amount of energy um, that is created and then recycled to, for forevermore. And so I won't share all of the secrets around that because yeah, it's a pretty big idea, but what we want to be able to do is have it so that your children and your children's children and your children's children's children benefit from yeah what you're doing moving forward. And if we can create a perpetual wheel of momentum like that, and move away from insurance and move away from um, sickness and medical yeah, type care. And that's not to say that those, those people that do that aren't amazing yeah, individuals, but if we aim to have salutogenesis and aim to be the best versions of, our, of ourselves in terms of our health, in terms of our learning, in terms of our education, we probably don't have to worry about that other stuff so much. Hey, yeah. Cause we're going to compound in, in the positive. Yeah. Yeah. It is truly making a world a better place for generations to come. That makes sense. We're thinking future, not just right now and present. Yeah. It's pretty powerful it's stuff, Adam. It's a big yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest idea. Mm, it's amazing. And, mate, a couple of things I, w- I want to sort of go through as well. Like, um, you know, you've been doing this for, you know, nine years around that now. Yeah, nine yeah. years. Nine years. Yeah, nine. Um, What's your what, what's your happiest moment? Do you think in the last five past nine years? What's your happiest moment? Do you think in in not 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 personal? Sorry, we'll, we'll go down the personal side of things. Sorry, that's a very hard question. There's a lot of personal good things happen too. But in, in terms of chiropractic life, man, what, what's your happiest moment? Do you think? Um, 
that's near on impossible to answer. Um, <laughs> the, the, the gratitude and pride that I have in the people that surround me. Yeah. Every day. And yeah. And being able to share a part of their journey. Um, yeah. Mm. And helping them achieve their, their dreams and their goals. Yeah. That, that mm. makes me, that makes me happy every day. Yeah. Must fill you with energy. I reckon. What about, yeah. what about personally, mate, personally, the last nine years, do you think like, but what was where you like look back like oh, I was pretty happy then. That <laughs> was a happy day. Um having Olivia was amazing. Having Archie was amazing. But having Sophie and having Sophie come home after yeah, the time that we've had in the last yeah, eight weeks. In, and it's probably possibly because it's, you know, very recent. But um yeah, having Sophie. So if you come home out of that system that is fundamentally broken, um, filled me with joy Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, uh, I I couldn't tell you how hard that, that time in the hospital was, but yeah, being able to bring your baby home. Um, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, Maybe a, bit, a couple of life, life lessons in there too. Hey, a lot of eye openings, even moments in there for sure. And you made it out through the other side, mate, which is something I'm, I'm incredibly happy for you, mate. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, 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 that you're happy that she's home. And I'm, but so all of us, mate, we're all, we're all rooting for you and your family, and especially the last eight and nine weeks, mate. We're all, we're all by your side. Um, a few things, mate. Um, I wanted to sort of go through, uh, I think we just can't go on forever. And I, I knew uh, the people in the company, especially Lizzie, we're going to have a shout out to Lizzie, man. She's a, she's a, she's a good girl. She's a good girl. She's a very good girl. She said to me, cause she, so Lizzie, uh, gets mentioned a lot on these podcasts for, for rightly show. Cause she's one of the most loved people in the company. Uh, she's, she works in our marketing team and she said to me, Dom, make sure this doesn't go past an hour and a half. Do not let Adam go on his tangents from, from a moment in. And I was like, yeah, nothing to worry about. He's nervous. Okay. It's the first time his life is ever fucking nervous about anything. There's this podcast. And I love, I love that, that, that we're sharing this moment in terms of getting nervous this mate. Cause you don't really get nervous that often. Honestly, you're very calm. Well, not, I wouldn't say calm, but you're, you're always, you're always um, quite rational when it comes to these things. It's time for our special segment called something spicy where we ask some random rapid fire questions to our guests and they have to answer the first thing that comes to their head. Will they be able to handle the heat? Let's find out. Toughest footy game you've ever had. Uh, two come to mind. Um, under, 14, <laughs> under, under 14 grand final. Um, <laughs> yep, we, um, we won it pretty much every game for the year. Um, I got best on ground. We're walking <laughs> through, giving everyone a handshake, and this um, this guy just came through and just fucking punched me out, like literally. And I got this black guy, <laughs> yeah, like this is after the game, and he's just, yeah, and, and there's this there's this picture I can show you one day, and I am bawling my eyes out when we get the team photo because I got you know I got the, <laughs> the, the premiership medal, and, yeah, and he just laid me out. Um, and then the second one again, a um, premiership I won at West Preston Lakeside. Um, I got absolutely poleaxed by um, da- Danny Nolan, who's Fridge Nolan's son. Like I, um, I've been tagging him all day. I was an absolute pain in the ass. Like you got no idea how how much of a pain in the ass I was to this bloke. And um, I was running the running the other way, and he's just brought the elbow up and and, and you know just fair taking me out. But I've got a, a wicked pitch with blood streaming down the side of my face. My head's wrapped up. I got the biggest <laughs> smile on my face. Um, yeah, because yeah, we won the flag and yeah, we did what we needed to do to get it done. <laughs> I, I think I speak on behalf of every, every footy person you've, you've, uh, you've ever played against. Uh, you're a pest mate. And, and <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you got clocked twice, uh, you're a pest. You're, you're hundred percent a pest. pest. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the, not the only, the only times that's why I had to give up, but, um, uh, um, well, um, Favorite tourist attraction that you've been to? Berry Springs. Every Berry Sunday morning while I lived in Darwin, I love Berry Springs. Get there before anyone was there. I saw Kat post about it, I think it was today or yesterday, about getting up early and getting to Berry Springs before anyone's there. I yeah. love Berry Springs. Yeah. But take you, me, take me back. Me, do you remember you took me there? You took me there um, during placement. I remember that. It was. I was, that was uh, one of the highlights. The other highlight was definitely going to TIO and watching uh, Muck Mucks play. Do you remember when you t- took me there yeah, as well? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, 
I know this is supposed to be something spicy, mate. The NT is a special place. Like it is a great place. Like it just things like that, like being, being really grounded, being with nature, but also being part of a really tight knit community, especially in the footy world and sport, not just sport, but anything like even in professionals and stuff like that. It's such a tight knit community, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Love it up there. And um, I'd move back tomorrow. <laughs> I remember I want to share the stories. Well, remember you were, you went to your going away um, dinner and then you, you drove down with your kids with the caravan at like 11 PM at night. You stayed at my house. And I remember um, this is a really good lesson for me as well, because I remember seeing your face after he's here having to say goodbye to Darwin. I was, it made me realize like, man, any day could be your last day in your community. Like any day, if that makes sense, it could be tomorrow. It could be, it could be 10 years. It could be one of these days. It may be goodbye to your community. And I remember seeing your face. I've never actually seen um, you look like that before. If that makes sense. Like it, it must've been pretty tough saying goodbye to something that you called home for how long? Yeah. So we're there for six, seven years. Um, and just, just the community that you build and the relationships you build in that community and like, you know, the, the love that you share with people and, you know, you, you, you laugh with them, you cry with them, you know, um, I had, had Sham and then we didn't have Sham. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, just lots of really special things. Eh? Yeah. It's a good, I think, I think, um, that, that's where I met you, if that makes sense. Like you, you, you would have, um, developed and gained and worked on a lot of relationships there, including your kids and, and, and your family, you know, it's just crazy. Um, um, two things, mate. What, 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 another question, obviously the beard, mate, how many times do you shave? Like how often do you shave? Well, what's going on with the beard? Is it staying? Is it going? Like what's going on? I know you clean shave once in a while and just go completely bold, but what's, what's the goal with the beard, mate? Yeah. About once a quarter. Um, when it, when it starts to <laughs> Um, I'll take it off. Um, I like having the beard more than not having the beard. Um, it's only because you have to shave it. Is that why? I reckon that's, that's the only reason because it's yeah. effort of shaving it every morning. I reckon that's why it stays. Why would you, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I keep, keep getting called crappy. I keep getting told I need to have, you know, have a haircut. I keep getting told I need to clean it up, but, um, you know, I'm me and like I'm ashamed with me. <laughs> <laughs> we've noticed, mate. We've noticed. Um, we've had a we had a couple of good meals together, mate. We've had a we've had a really good couple of good meals together. You know, Thomas Surf and Turf, that curry place every Friday night, for example. But what what do you think your favorite cuisine is currently? Currently, what is your favorite cuisine? She okay, two things come to mind, right? Um <laughs> it has to be one. We can't you can't have a cop out one, it has to be one. Yeah, again, take me back to memories of India and have <laughs> better fighting dinner. Like, I can tell you, I can tell you the order right now. Yeah, two butter chicken. Yeah, two mango chicken. <laughs> one mali kofta and four cheesy garlic naan. Yeah, and you, we didn't even have to tell them the order because we call up at nine nine thirty at night, <laughs> Friday night shift, and the pumping shift, and they'd be like, "Order for Adam," and they'd be like, yeah, "Order for Adam," and we yeah, and then we just had our Friday night curry night with the team. I, I don't know if the curry was. So I'm torn at him. I want to talk about this. Okay. So every Friday night when I was up there in placement, but also when I was observing him before I went to Catherine, I was training with him. Okay? I was watching this master do his craft. And I don't know if the curry was really good or it was it the fact that it was fucking nine o'clock and I should have had dinner <laughs> six, three hours ago. Like I, don't, I don't know if it was really good or I was just super freaking hungry because this guy would finish shift at eight o'clock, but then talk to his practice members for an hour and a half after shift about just the most randomest things. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I, I just had to put that in there, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we have to thank Lockie for getting us um, back on track, putting some systems in place so that we I don't think have so. to. <laughs> I <laughs> definitely <laughs> think so. I think you definitely get some. Uh, I think a lot of people around you are definitely are very grateful of Lockie Reynolds. Um, <laughs> I think that's, that's pretty much it for the, the spicy segment, mate. Like, is, is there anything, you know, obviously, people knowing that you're doing this and there's people within, within the company. We are, we, you know, we have, Oh my God, so many staff at the moment, 150 staff and they're probably going to be tuning in, but any, any final messages you have for, for, for the gang, you know, like we're, we're a really tight knit group. I, I really have to admit that if that makes sense, we really are. We've made some friends um, and, and that we'll never ever forget or never stop being friends with despite if they work for us or not. Any, any final words you want to say to them at all at the moment? Um, 
put you on the spot, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please read the story of that something and then the big idea. Yeah, one after the other. <laughs> I set my soul on fire and I, I, I couldn't, I, yeah, I couldn't recommend doing that enough. And I tell everybody to do it. Um, and yeah, um, probably corny, but like cup of DM sees the day. Yeah. Always get up in the morning and see it as a, a beautiful day the next day. Yeah. Like you, you, you have so many opportunities at your, you know, at every moment in time and you just got to keep choosing to step up. Yeah. Keep mm-hmm. getting up. Yeah. Dust yourself off and take the next step. Yeah. Um, you know, the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that, mate. And look, on behalf of the company, mate, as, as, a, as a person who works with you and works for you, we want to say thank you for putting us putting in us in this platform where we're able to, to live our best life and live our life in the fullest expression. Yeah, we're, uh, that's that's me as a, as a person who works for you, works with you, um, and as a team in chiropractic life. And, um, yeah. and and lastly, it's not last but not least, this is coming from a, 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 a personal friend, if that makes sense, because we've gained a really good relationship. You maybe we talk about practically anything. And that, that's something that you, you can never really say about your boss, if that makes sense. Um, so this is from, from me, you, Manu, Manu, a friend, mate. Uh, I love you heaps, mate. I'm super proud of what you've done. Um, it's completely changed my life and, and a lot of others within the company, mate. And I um, am great for every day that we get to, to, to write the ship together. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, to sort of see where it's heading. So thank you very much, Adam McKenzie, for joining us, mate. I know you're nervous, uh, but I think you did really well. And I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this, mate. So we appreciate you, mate. We love you. Yeah, I appreciate um, everything, Dom. Thanks so much, man. I love you too. No, right, mate. All right, we have a good time in Melbourne and we'll, we'll, we'll chat soon, okay? Cheers, brother. See you, mate. See ya. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you're curious and engaged on what we do and want to find out a little bit more, please leave a comment, add us on social, or you can find us on chiropracticlife.com.au. We can't wait to hear from you.